The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. You know, many of us have heard the term the Book of Life, and it's generally associated with some kind of eternal library that records our secret shameful deeds, or even our more overt shameful deeds. But according to Linda Howe, our guest for today, the Akashic Records, which are also known as the Book of Life, are filled with wisdom and energy that are inspirational and supportive for making the fundamental shift from self-reliance to divine reliance. In other words, they're a resource rather than a book filled with all of our bad deeds. Nor do they favor any particular religion, nor are they meant to help us tell our fortunes or manipulate the outcomes. Linda is the author of How to Read the Akashic Records and of Healing Through the Akashic Records, and we're going to be talking to her today about how we can access these records and how to use their amazing powers. So if you want to access this resource, stay tuned. You're about to hear some amazing information. Linda Howe is a dynamic speaker, engaging author, and gifted teacher with a following of students from every walk of life. She's committed to empowering her students to recognize their inner light and be more successful relating in the world. Linda is the founder of the Center for Akashic Studies and the leading expert in the field of Akashic Studies. She's also the author of How to Read the Akashic Records, as I said, in Healing Through the Akashic Records. Making spiritual ideas useful in the daily lives of her students, Linda enables her students to experience growth and transformation. So welcome, Linda, to the Authentic Living Show. I'm so glad that you got to, we got to talk with you today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Andrea. I'm really glad to be here. All right. Well, let's just jump right in there and uh, get started talking about this. So why don't we start with you defining for us what the Akashic Records are and why we need them. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's start with what, you know, what is the Akashic Record, right? So the Akashic Record is a vibrational archive of every soul and its journey, all right? Okay. Um, it is not a scorecard. <laughs> But it is an archive, right? And there are two parts to every set of records. So every, we're all in this, right? And every one of us has a set of records. And there, the two parts, one is fixed and the other is evolving. It's growing and changing. So the first part, the fixed part, is the blueprint of your soul. It really is, it's the, it's the pattern, it's the potential, um, it's your identity, it's your soul level identity. And that is constant. It is constant from the inception of the soul throughout time. 
Okay? So that's the right. first part. And what travels along with that is um, it's like a catalog of the lifetimes that we live through which we become aware of the of the truth of our identity. We become aware of this blueprint of our soul. Okay? And that is really... Um, I want to say it's evolving, it's growing, because lifetime after lifetime, we wake up in different ways, right? And we become aware of the truth. Um, from an Akashic standpoint, we see that the journey, like our soul's journey through time, is really coming to know ourselves, coming to know our own essential goodness and the goodness of everyone else as well. And and so this is what the record is. It's vibrational. So what that means is that it's it's um, contacted through our perceptions, through our really our very subtle um, senses. It's it's contacted through our perceptions, and it is everywhere. Okay, so it's not confined to you know it's not the pyramids in Egypt. It's not in India. It's actually everywhere. And Akasha, the word itself, very interesting word. It's it's got a very strong vibration, right? Akasha is a Sanskrit word, and what that means is primary substance, right? So what the Akashic record is made of is the primary substance of life. It's like the raw material, the essence of life before <laughs> before we get to it with our with our feelings and our thoughts and our plans and our schemes and our whatevers. It just, it really is the stuff of life. So that's the composition of the records. Wow, that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. I mean, I, I, you know, we, okay, so let me ask this. Why, I mean, you, uh, you may or may not have this because I did not see this in your book, so this may be a surprise question, but, that's but right. uh, why, why don't we already know that? Why don't we oh, already oh, know? I love this question. This is a great question. Okay, so here's the here's the idea. You know, the fact is, we do know the truth about ourselves, right? We know right. that underneath all the carrying on, that we are essentially good. We know this about ourselves. We know this about everyone else. Here's the complication. How do we know that while we're on the earth plane? See, when we are, we're not in bodies. You know, we're out there in the galaxies. This is very obvious to us, okay? We're one with the oneness. We're having a great time. I mean, this is the truth, right? But we, the, the game, right, the game, the challenge, the opportunity of the human experience is to know the truth about ourselves while we are on earth. While we are in human bodies, which are mortal and flawed and, you know, we have human personalities. and I mean, we, this is, it's very easy to know spiritual truth when we are in um, a non-physical realm. Mm-hmm. The great challenge is, can I know this truth about myself <laughs> when I have a mortgage, when I'm trying to make a living, when I have a teenager, when I'm in a relationship, when I'm not in a relationship, <laughs> when I'm here, when I'm there, can we know the truth about ourselves in any and all conditions? 
That is the $50 million challenge for us as human beings. Absolutely. Okay? So it's not that we don't know it. The fact is we do know it. And the love that we have, actually I think a better way to say it is the love that we are is compelling. It is propelling us to be fully aware of our goodness in any and all circumstance, right? Which is really particularly important at this point in time, right? I mean, we are, you know, we're under this umbrella, right? We're in this energetic um, zone, yeah, of the 2012, which is the shift, right? The shift from from uh, being identified by others to being self-identified, from being... Um, I want to say, spiritually mature, into becoming spiritually mature. Um, We are in the age of the disintegration, the collapse of all kinds of structures, organizations, and institutions that have truly supported us, have truly delivered us to this time. And now the the great opportunity at our feet is to have a more conscious relationship with our own souls. That the the age upon us is one that gives us the chance to really be more conscious of our own souls without intermediaries, right? I mean, we know, you know, we know our grandparents and their grandparents and their grandparents. Um, you know, human beings for the last, however, for a long time now, um, we have always looked to others, be it the priest be it the, right, whoever it is, um, being the spiritual leader of the village to tell us who we are. We have always looked to outside authorities to tell us who we are and to determine our value. And really the most remarkable and I think revolutionary aspect of our age is that we can know these things for ourselves. Because each and every one of us, you know, we all have a soul. We all are so We are souls having human experiences. And this is the age in which we step up to that, which yeah. I just find both thrilling and some days it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> you know? But it is, it, is, it is quite wonderful. It's a magnificent age to be on Absolutely. the planet. Absolutely. I'm so glad to be alive right now. I think it's a real exciting time, and I agree. And I, I, I really... I'm resonating with what you're saying here because I think it's so true and, and, and there's, and as you say in the book, there's many different ways to really make access to the Akashic records and, uh, so I want to go, I want to start there. We don't have but just, uh, uh, maybe three minutes left before the break, but I want to, uh, at least start talking about how we manage to access the Akashic records. Okay. What I want to say is that every one of us has inadvertently bumped into their own records. So it is not something foreign outside of ourselves. Um, the distinction of our age, the distinction of my work, is to give people a way, a tool, right, a method by which they can consciously, responsibly, and honorably, right, make this contact with their own records, which is it's the soul-level dimension of consciousness. So it is about having... Right, then very deliberately connecting with our own souls. Okay, the way that I work, the way that I teach is with the pathway prayer process to access the heart of the records. 
So, so we use with we use a very particular prayer, um, and in using that prayer, saying the prayer, which is in my books, on my website, it's all over the place. I mean, which is good, right? It is the age for all of us to have this who want it. But in the saying of the prayer, two things happen: we get moved into a really receptive state of consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that happens simultaneously is we call up one set of records. So when those two those two um, elements occur through the saying of the prayer, then we can we can move into our own records, and we can work with others if we want as well. Right, right, right. And you said that uh, Reiki also is a way of accessing and, and meditation and some other methods that people have just, like you said, maybe accidentally run into it or through a practice have been able to access the records without maybe calling it the records. Is that true? Do I have that right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know what happens in my classes is people, people always say all the time, they say, oh, this, I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it is it is the rare individual who's surprised, right? Mm-hmm. But everyone is like, "Oh, this, yes, I've been here before. I've been trying to get back here for twenty years, ten years, five years, right?" Mm-hmm. So, so it is common for us, especially for awakening individuals, to be able to connect with their records. The distinction that I make is here is a way for you to do this of your own volition, to not wait by chance. Right? Here's a way to do this where you're fully awake, right? No dead out trances, no unconscious channeling, you know what's happening, and that you are, you are responsible, and it is an honorable way to be in a deeper relationship with your own soul. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think we're, we're gonna take a break in just a minute, but I think what I wanna say before we go is that this whole process of accessing the soul is so much of a 2012 thing that, you know, I hear more and more people, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, talking about a divine self or, uh, uh, you know, can be interchanged with the words authentic self, the, the real you, the essence of who you are, the soul. And, uh, so that, that, that is getting out there more and more and more, and I know you're a part of that. So, We're going to talk some more about all this wonderful information in just a few minutes with more from Linda Howe and uh, accessing your Akashic Records. Stay tuned for that. Back in just a minute. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a lo- global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And we're back today talking with Linda Howe about how to read the Akashic Records. Um, and we were talking just before the break. I, I want to sort of do a little summary here. We've we defined the Akashic Records um, with two different sides, one fixed and one evolving, and uh, a basic kind of idea that they are our, the essence of our soul and they tell us uh, who, who we are when we access them and they give us all kinds of directions. So I want to talk a little bit about what the difference is between, you've said in the books that there is a difference between intuition and Akashic Records. What is that difference? Okay. Do you know, this is, I think, one of the, um, it can seem really tricky to us, right, to make this distinction. But, but here's the way it looks in the records. From an Akashic perspective, the intuition is held within the records. Okay, it's not outside of the records, it's not separate from. The intuition is very much, it it links an individual, you know, the heart, the mind of the individual, gives them direct direct access to um, their divine awareness. Now, this is a good thing. (laughs) This is a wonderful thing. We love the intuition. I use my intuition all the time, and actually one of the great benefits, like a fringe benefit of working in the records, is that your intuition gets better. It strengthens the intuition. It's as if the light of the Akasha gets underneath your, underneath the intuition. Okay. Now, here's the big difference. The Akashic record is, it, the difference is scope. The difference is breadth and scope. So the Akashic record is who, who, who we are through all our human lifetimes, right? And, and so we see 
who I am now within the context of the whole of my journey, okay? Which is absolutely, it's wonderful, and the intuition is part of it. So what, what we see a lot, it's, I mean, here's the distinction. Working in, if we were to go, if we're in the theater, right, and we go in the theater and it's dark, and we put on a spotlight, one very powerful um, spotlight. What happens is it defines a certain, right, it's a certain angle. It's, it's very specific to a very, um, it's very well identified space is illumined by this spotlight. That is the intuition. Now, if I come into the theater and I flip on the house lights, I see not only what's in the spot, correct, I see the whole stage. I see what's in the wings. I see what's on the ceiling. I see the back of the house. I see the front of the house. And I see how it all relates to the spotlight. So one of the things that happens a lot is people working in the records and people learning how to work in the records do spend some time experimenting, right? Bringing a question. I know I talk about this in my first book. We do it in, in my live classes, right, when, people, when I certify people in the practice. What we do is we actually do an exercise where we take a question and we bring it to our intuition, and we jot down what, what kinds of guidance we get. And we take then the very same question, and we bring it to our records and see what happens there. The discovering, right, through our own experience, which is really the only teacher there is, right? Yep. <laughs> we have way sellers, but the real teachers, right, it's our own experience. And what we see is, you know, what... What is the nature of the guidance, the support, the encouragement? Like, what, what are the similarities and what are the differences? And I, I really encourage students, especially, um, you know, from time to time, the greatest, uh, one of the greatest, everything's, I love superlatives, obviously, but, you know, we see it is, it is quite normal to bump into questions of self-doubt and, and wondering, oh, is this real? Am I making this up? All these kinds of things that were just my intuition. And to that, I invite you to really experiment, to really take it on. First of all, am I making it up? I don't know, are you? So you want to ask yourself the question, answer it. You can, that's one thing. But the other is with this, we want to look at the intuition. You know, and by doing, engaging in this exercise, bringing the one question to both, both dimensions, what it does is it, through your experience, it will illustrate for you the specifics in the differences as well as make clear for you the similarities. Okay. Does that answer your question, Andrea? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what I love so much about the way you're describing this, Linda, is that you're talking about coming to know your own inner terrain. And that is just so important, so, so, so important right now for our journey collectively and individually. And uh, so I'm glad you're talking about it in these terms that can be seen as an internal journey. Yes, and, and what's really significant about this is that this is the first, we are the first generation at the level of collective. There have always been individuals who've been really way ahead of the pack. But we are the first group 
composed of individuals who who have left behind the pattern of being victimized by our spirituality. We have for centuries been victims of either ridiculous, inappropriate beliefs. We've been victims of the organizations. Do you see what I'm saying? That we have been victimized for a long time. And in this lifetime, this is why waking up, becoming awake, aware, and aligned with our innermost self, right, the part of us that knows it's divine, and then having our actions express our innermost self. This is the first time in like, I can't, I can't even remember if you want to know the truth, <laughs> the last time we had the opportunity to do this. Okay, this is a radical departure. We are the first group that is no longer identifying ourselves by our organized religion. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, it's, it's been 2,500 years since we've done this. Absolutely. Very exciting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And in that, in that same vein, you talk about master teachers and loved ones and lords of the records that we can access when we actually um, get in touch with the records. And you say that there's a difference between them and angels and saints and spirit guides. So I want to sort of delineate when this It does seem to be a collective effort we're involved in here, but there's a difference between the players. So okay. can you tell us Here's how this, okay, within the records, um, the, I want to say, our unseen helpers, yes, here's, here's um, some of the defining traits, is that, they, first of all, they work in groups. It's not like we have one spirit guide. We have the masters, the teachers, the loved ones. They work in groups. That's the first thing. Very consistent with the Aquarian age. The next piece of the puzzle is this. We do not know them by their personalities nor their implements. Okay, so so we don't have spirit guides with cool outfits. We don't have angels who have, and, and listen, don't get me, I love angels, I love spirit guides, but they have personalities. They have personalities, they have jobs, they have stuff. <laughs> Whether it's the sword of Michael the Archangel, do you see? And nothing wrong with this. It's just that when we move into the record, we are, we are leaving behind the realm of the dominant personality that requires devotion, you see. Mm-hmm. And we are moving into a realm wherein our resources are collective. It's the collective wisdom, right? It's the collective insight. It is not this, I want to say, kind of shaky reliance on you know, on an individual guide, which has gotten us here. Don't get me wrong. It's been wonderful. It has delivered us to this place. However, we are in the time now where our engagement with spiritual resources calls upon us to really dignify our human selves, right? So the idea, too, is is that we become, like, I have to be the best Linda I can be, and you have to be the best Andrea you can be. And and we are all called to being our best selves as people, infused with spiritual awareness. Um, The other thing that's interesting to me, and, and I think very, very exciting, is that when we work in the records using the pathway prayer, we're fully conscious. 
Okay, so this is not, you know, Edgar Cayce, um, who's actually a tremendously gifted, wonderful man in the middle of the 19th century. Um, Cayce, Cayce worked in the Akashic Record, but Cayce was unconscious, you see. And and that is quite different, because we are now um, invited into the records, but we are kind of like the, the price of admission is that we have to stay conscious. This isn't like we're in a dead-out trance and someone's, you know, some entity takes over our body. Au contraire. What it is is about opening up to the dimension, engaging it, right, engaging it at about the eighth chakra, allowing the energy of the records, not the master's teacher's loved ones themselves. They don't occupy our bodies. They don't use our vocal cords. What they do is there is a transmission of consciousness. That comes, that comes to us. And then our responsibility is to, I want to say, um, come to terms with it, right? To maybe wrestle with it a little bit and come to discover what it means and how to use it. And, you know, it's like, so what does this mean for me and what can I do for it? So that we, we, so that it's not just about sitting around in the stars, it's about a connection with our spirituality that empowers us in life. Actually, one of the great um, identifying traits of uh, the spirituality of the future is that it will take us into life. Whereas historically, our spiritual avenues took us away from life, right? They took us to monasteries, to the edge of the village. I mean, we had a good time. But, but the fact is, our spirituality would take us away. Right, right, and now. Right. Our spirituality calls us into the world. Wow, that's huge. All right, well, we're going to come back uh, right after the break and talk some more with Linda Howe about how to access, access the Akashic Records. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. is amazing information. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 
1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Linda Howe, author of How to Read the Akashic Records and Healing Through the Akashic Records. And we've been talking quite a bit, getting some amazing information of what it really is like to to uh, make access to the Akashic Records. And one of the things you said in the last segment was that it is uh, uh, very much of a collective consciousness that we're tapping into. And during the break, we talked just a little bit about what that transition means. But I guess what I want to hear right now is... Uh, what? How did you first make contact with the Akashic Records? Okay. Well, uh, all right. So listen, you know I'm from Chicago. <laughs> I, I never, in a million years, I did not set out to like encounter the Akashic Records. All right. So let's just get that out there. <laughs> anyway, but here's but here's what happened for me. Um. In my early 20s, right, I was about 23 or 24, I had, I'm a person, I had done everything right, okay? I'd done everything right. I had the good job, I had educate. I had everything. <laughs> I had some great clothes, I had a cool car, I had it all. I had everything, I had everything I thought I wanted. And I, and what it revealed to me was this profound void, this incredible aching at the core of my being, which really came as a shock to me because I thought if I did everything right, I'd get a prize or something. Anyway, here was the prize. The prize was it moved me into such a state of desperation that I called out to the universe for help. I was like, you've got to help me. Whoever, whoever the heck is out there, help. And in that, of course, my prayer was answered. And I had a moment in which I became completely aware, like astonishing, startling, staggering, breathtakingly aware that I am one with everything, okay? And that I am an integral part of the whole of creation. And I am, on one hand, part of it all, you know, just another person, and at the same time, I'm the only me. And that I am the delight of life. Okay? Life itself isn't just putting up with me. Life is glad I'm here. Life is glad I'm me. I have to tell you something, Andrea. Um, I was 24 when that moment arrived. I am going to be 58 in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you something. I am still growing into that awareness. It was so amazing. Now, what happened 
was there I was. I thought, whatever this is, I didn't know what it was. I don't know what it is. All I know is this is so precious and incredible. I must have this in my life. I must. And I set out on my journey, and I tried everything. I tried everything I could think of and other things other people thought of. I tried every way that I could. Um, All kinds of um, spiritualities, all kinds of self-help, all kinds of religions. I tried all kinds of things. And it was all great. But every experience I had was shy of um, this original right moment. And then one day... I was, I was actually teaching a class on um, shamanic work, and there was a woman talking about the Akashic Record. And I heard the word, and it went through me. It was like, oh, that's it? Whatever the word is, I didn't even know what it meant, really. I mean, I had heard about the Akashic Record, but I thought I, thought I would have to move to India, right? Or that I would have to be, you know, exceptionally holy, Okay. I thought, for me, I mean, a person like myself, I could never have that. Anyway, I went. Um, I went to this workshop, and I learned how to access the record. That was in 1994. The moment I opened my own records, I was moved beyond, actually, I was moved actually through my belief, my beliefs at the time. I was moved into an experience that, was then in 1994 and continues to be to this day the closest to the original experience I had when I was 24 years old. And in that opening of the records, my sense, my sense was of being so known and so loved. It was a sense, a presence of unconditional Love that I just to this day I still I'm not over it, and and the other thing. So I started working in the records in '94, and um, I started teaching in '96. I've been teaching now for about I guess about I don't know what 16 years or something, and along the way, here's what this is so funny to me, Andrea. When I first got into the records, I'm like, what is this? And it's like an infinite spiritual resource. Okay, so this is the guidance I get. I think I know what that means. I'm like, oh, yeah, infinite spiritual resource. That's cool. I want you to know that I sit here years later, thousands of hours, thousands of students later, and what I know today is that I am at the very beginning of this exploration because it is indeed infinite. It is, it's so wild because it's infinite and expansive and at the same time it is so intimate and immediate. It's, it's a tremendous, it's just tremendous. And along the way, you know, I thought, oh great, I've got the tool, I'm good. <laughs> and then what happened, you know, so that's the material of my first book is how to read the records. This is how you do it. And here's the prayer, and here's the guidelines. This is what works, this is what doesn't work, because what's very clear in my records is that every individual who wants conscious, responsible, honorable access to their own soul should have it. And we are in the age where we need good training. You know, our parents can't teach us this. 
Do you know, we don't know. I know for some of us, our kids could probably teach, them, teach us. Mm-hmm. But do you know what I'm saying? We are the bridge generation, and it is our responsible to learn how to navigate these inner inner realms, right, these inner territories, so that we can open the path to, to all who seek. You know, it's just, it is, it is much more than I ever bargained for. And along the way then, you know, uh, what has been revealed to me is just pretty, I mean, it's just magnificent. Um, and, you know, in terms of like personal healing, you know, my second book, Healing Through the Akashic Records, blew my mind, blew my mind. Because I thought healing was something, I thought it would be healing by the records. The records are going to do something to me or for me. When, in fact, the records are the crucible within which healing is revealed, okay? They're governed. The records are governed by three absolutes, which are fear not, judge not, resist not. And when you put these three together, they establish an energetic sanctuary that makes it safe to explore our own inner truths, the good stuff, the not so good stuff, but we can it's safe for exploration. And through this, you know, as we explore, as we clean house, yeah, what we discover is is really our own, you know, the light of our own soul, our essential goodness. It's very, it's so exciting. I had no idea. I have to tell you, I had no idea what I was in for. And I say that it's like it has just been, it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, you know, and I'm not done. I'm actually, I'm working on another book right now. So there's, there's so much more, right? There's oh, so much right. more. It's wonderful. When is that book coming out? I don't know. No, not yet. Well, that's all <laughs> that's right. The perfect right. time. We don't that's know right. the when perfect the perfect time is. I assure you it will be the perfect moment. Yes, I'm sure it will be. Okay, well, when when that happens, uh, let me know. We'll have you back on the show because this this is it. This is the it stuff to me. It's like the this is the essence of what we're all looking for, and we're we're we've got all these other hooks that we try to hang it on, and all these other you know clothes that we try to wear, and and what you said a little while ago about you know I thought I had to be so holy. I even talked to somebody. Not long ago, who said something about, well, you know, you have to be very, very pure to do this work. And I'm like, well, how do you get pure without doing the work? You know, so That's it's, right. it, yeah, we, how, how do you get to holiness without any entering the room of holiness? You just, you know, it's that. So we, we've got ourselves strung up on our own petards and not able to, to see how, how we've split our own thinking, uh, to, as in dualistic terms to make sure that we don't see. And uh, this is seeing. This is all about seeing what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we just have uh, maybe two more minutes before the break, but I want to talk a little bit just before the break about what is the altitude of consciousness. What does that mean? Okay. I love that phrase. Oh, my God. Attitude. What it is, it's about, you know, the spiritual perspective is really seeing the wholeness, the wellness, and the goodness at the core of our own, you know, if it's our own or another person, recognizing that no matter what the behaviors and appearances are. And working in the records, we begin to see as we are seen and known in the light of truth. And in the light of truth, 
Yeah, we see we have some bad behavior. I mean, we're just people, for heaven's sakes. We have to lower our expectations of ourselves and others. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm serious about this, though. We see that, yeah, we have bad behavior. We do dumb things. We say ridiculous things. All that is true. But the greater truth is the goodness, the light of who we are. And that, see, the challenge is to love ourselves no matter what. Unconditional self-love. You know, the issue of, you know, how do we get holy? What the path of holiness is moving into is being willing to love myself the way I am today, flaws and all. We cannot wait for our own love. And that is the path of holiness. Yep. Very, very beautiful. Very beautiful. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with more from Linda Howe on the Akashic Records. Stay tuned. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Have you discovered and awakened the natural power of your sexual energy? Imagine a world in which every woman's role is to birth the God in every man. Join host Muki Okan for Sex and the Divine Design. Orgasm is a gift for your health and well-being. What if everyone could be free to experience and express the pleasure and power of being alive? Come and enhance your relationships, your well-being, and your sex life. Sex and the Divine Design is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. 
Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with our final segment with Linda Howe, uh, talking about the Akashic Records and how we can access them and how they can be useful to us. And I was just saying to Linda during the break that I'm really excited about what she's saying today and how she's saying it because not only does it push us to be more internal, but it really sort of coalesces all that I've been trying to say with both myself and all the myriad guests I've had on the show about how to access our deeper self, the divine, what I call the divine self. So uh, I really appreciate her being here today, and I hope that what you're hearing is what I'm hearing, which is uh, there really is a way to really go clearly to that soul self and and be present with it and gain from it what it has to give us. Um, so I want to ask you, Linda, if you will, to tell our listeners how they might connect with you and any events you got coming up that they might be able to uh, attend or anything like that. Oh, great, great. Thank you, thank you. Well, um, first of all, you know, you can always reach me through my website, which is akashicstudies.com, A-K-A-S-H-I-C studies.com. So you can go there and you can reach me, you know, through the website. And, um, you know, I work with people one-on-one and we look at who you are from the perspective of your soul. We look at your life issues, like, like what's going on from the soul, from the soul angle. So, um, I work with people one-on-one. I also teach. Um, I have an in-person class. I have a practitioner certification class coming up in the Chicago area in July. And this is, I mean, we spend two days. I actually work with you to, um, so, so you can get into your own records and the records of other people successfully. Okay, and that is a certification course. And then, um, what else? You know, I have a, I have a year-long intensive teacher training program underway. And, um, I have a big five-day retreat coming up in September in Los Angeles. But if you go to my website, you'll find out about classes. And I have online classes as well. Because those are really fun. You know, and MP3s and all these kinds of things. And you can get my books, um, and, you know, and whatever you need. But again, I see people, I work with people one-on-one. I do online groups and I do in-person groups as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I want to talk a little bit before we go about more about this, the healing process. Your second book was about the, uh, the energy healing that can take place as a part of the Akashic Records or entering the Akashic Records. So I want to talk a little bit more about that as you started to do before the break. Okay, so so this is I think this is significant. When I was, um, you know, I had been in records a little while, but I had many many years. You know, lots of life happening, right? My father's dying, my son is growing up, life, just regular life. And I would go into my records, asking for help. How do I handle this? How can I be a good parent? How can I be a good mate to my spouse? How can I do like? How do I do this, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to tell, and, I, and then I would go in and say, oh, I made mistakes, I did this. No matter what I did, I would go in the records, and here's what I would get. Of course you did that, honey. No wonder. It's okay. And then I began to explore this idea, of course, right, with my students. And had them bring it to their issues as well. And what we began to see, and what was revealed to me, was a progression, a protocol for healing self-abandonment and self-rejection and self-denial and self-minimization and 
kicking myself to the curb and pretending and all this carrying up, but to really look and see how, because people would say, oh, you have to love yourself. I'm like, well, how do you do that? I mean, what's that, right? And what I began to learn in the records is that it really is about, can I get on my own side no matter what? Can you get on your own side no matter what you do or don't do? And so this practice of, of course, that the way to really demonstrate, to act on, to experience unconditional love was not sending light beams to myself, which I've been doing for a long time, trust me. But it didn't seem to matter. When I moved into the practice, no matter what I would say or do, success or failure, I would say, oh, honey, of course, it's okay. And it began to change me. And it began to heal that very, kind of like that, that tearing in the heart, right, where I was torn away from myself. And it mended that, and it healed it. And what became my spiritual practice, and is to this day, right, the spiritual practice of unconditional love for myself, extending to myself the sentiment, the words change, you know, the sentiment of, of course, and and I will not leave you. I will never leave you. I don't care how silly you are. I don't care what mistakes you make. It's okay. Wow. And it has transformed everything. So the book has three parts. The first part is our our wounds, right? Our wounds as the path, the point of power in our relationship with ourselves. That we're all wounded. And it's not because we're bad. Our wounds are not indictment. They're not evidence that we're thinking the wrong thoughts. What they are is we're human beings. And these wounds, these injuries... We can either be crippled by them or we can use them as the portal through which we consciously align with ourselves and encounter the divine reality waiting for us. Has transformed my life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think there are so many people out there who are struggling to figure out that one question that you talked about. How in the world do you love yourself? And it does come down to that, what you said. It's just okay. And, you know, the way I look at it is that it's a part of our uh, evolutionary process to have these experiences. And I'm sure you, you feel the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah, so that it's, 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 you know, we can't make a mistake, really. No, and you know, I'll tell you what, working in the records, what, it, what I've seen here is that the, the game, right, the game, the challenge, the opportunity, right, is this. How do I love myself in any and all conditions? How do I do that? You know, it's very easy to love myself if I'm Mother Teresa. <laughs> right. Very easy to love myself if I'm a philanthropist. But can I love myself if I'm a suburban housewife? Can I love myself if I have a sick kid? Can I love myself if I'm, you know, if I missed my sister's birthday? These are, can I love myself if I, if my dreams don't come true? Or if I have negative thoughts as we talk so much about now. Oh, right, right. We gotta love those negative thoughts because we have them. 
It's okay. We're just, see, the paradox, here's the paradox. The paradox is that, you know, we're just people. We are really, we are mortals. We are mortal beings. And we are infinite. We are, you know, we are, we're infinite spiritual beings and we're, and we're human at the same time. And it's not an either or, it's all traveling together. So how do I open my heart to the reality of it all? So that it's not either or, it's not, it's, it's, it's all at the same time. It's seamless. We are seamless units. We are not, we're not really dual. We're mm-hmm. seamless. It's all in the same pot. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So well said, so very well said, and I so appreciate you being on the show today, uh, Linda. You've just said so much with so much power and grace that I just know that it had to be spirit speaking in you and, and, and through you. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, you know, thank you so much. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for, thank you for just for asking such great questions, and really thank you for the opportunity. It, is, <laughs> it has been totally my pleasure to be here. Thanks a uh, lot. Wonderful. Our pleasure. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking about authenticity in the workplace. It's not a place we generally think about authenticity. And in fact, it's one of the places where we wear the thickest masks. So we want to talk a little bit about authenticity. And in fact, we'll talk a little bit about a concept known as authentic leadership. So if you're concerned about your workplace and your workplace issues, next week we'll be talking about those. So you're going to want to be here for that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.